we here at neozaz.com would like to dedicate the following episode of Star Wars in Character to the memory of a fellow podcaster who's recently passed away. It's Sean Angle of the Two True Freaks Network, a podcast network that we talk a lot about, and we speak very highly of, and have had the pleasure of working with a lot this past year. Sean has done a lot of work with Two True Freaks, including heading up two shows that I listen to regularly, his Green Lantern series, Just One of the Guys, and his Star Trek Deep Space Nine show, Listen to the Prophets. I'll miss hearing Sean's voice, and my thoughts, along with everyone at Neozaz, go out to his family, both direct and his extended family at the Two True Freaks Network. So, Sean, this episode is for you. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today, we are finally talking about <laughs> was that you or the sound clip that was me Tim what tambor <sighs> Sam Tambor from Australia <laughs> I don't get it is Sam uh, Sam Tamp- Tampion oh I, wow that was a straight that was as bad as Chris's names <laughs> that might be the best thing you're gonna hear about these names coming up Jeffrey Tambor Matt I, for one second, Matt, I was going to look into every character that he's played in his life and see if I could do something. That would have been awesome. That That would have been funny. Mr. Roper's neighbor, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) What Tambor appears in episode two, Attack of the Clones? He does. Here's the best part of the show. It is. He's also in Revenge of the Sith. That's what it says, but it said it was cut out. No, he he actually, he's, he's in there. Okay. Oh, it's there. in there. It's in there. Is he the guy that looks like a toaster? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. with green toast popping up. Then I know who. Powdered toast man. He's got a pop tart in there. <laughs> He's got a pop tart. <laughs> pudding pop tart. <laughs> I want a pudding pop tart. Oh, if someone can make that, I'd eat it. It would be delicious. How would you cook it? Because it would melt. You don't have to cook it. You pack it in a pre cook. You don't have to cook a pop tart. It tastes better cooked, though. Yeah, no, but a pudding Pop-Tart wouldn't. Why are we fighting over this? <laughs> I know. Well, unless it was deep-freezed with dry that. ice, and then you cook it, so the outside would be nice and flaky and brown, but the inside would still be creamy and a little cool. Oh, it's, this is getting this idea good. is getting better every day. Every Pop-tart. second. That's, if, if, you, if you made the toaster strudels just right, like just like 15 seconds too short, you get the hot, crispy outside. And the cool inside. Oh, I gotta write that recipe down. Yeah. I I wrote that down. That note is right under my Punky Brewster Space Shuttle Challenger Tragedy Special episode. Yeah, drop it in frozen. (laughs) Punky Brewster. Drop it in frozen and and, and cook it for like a little bit less, 15 to 30 seconds less. Oh. You're gonna get a a chili chili jelly inside of a hot pastry. I'm sorry. Can you give me some toaster strudels? <laughs> I'm not answering. I'm sorry I brought up the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> this is an episode about one time where we're popping like BuzzFeed recipes. <laughs> I'm going to pin that. <laughs> what are your names? My name is Skako Chris. Oh, boy. That kind of skecko. I am joined by Techno Union Foreman Matt. I am the host of this show. Co-host, sorry. Didn't mean to take all the credit. (laughs) To my left, worst name ever, Death by Vader Dave. No, not the worst. That's not that bad compared to some of them. Is mine what, what, Tim Boar? No, yours Confederacy of Independent Systems. You do that Systems <laughs> a lot. I do. Yeah. If you can do that a lot, why don't you just call him Watt Timbor? Yeah. I do yeah. it. This is my job with the show. I do what I want. <laughs> All right. I understand. 
Not to criticize Chris. He's uh, special. Why Wait, is it? What, it's either Southern or Italian with Tim. There's no gray area. <laughs> that was more Eastern European. Oh, okay. All right, then. There, I'm sorry. That is the gray area. Tim, <laughs> yeah, Poland is the gray area. <laughs> Please tell us some facts about this goddamn toaster. <laughs> hey, toaster. you're the one that wanted me to do this one. That's true. You assigned this to him I last episode. didn't. All these years we've been doing this, and Tim always mentions Watt Tambor, and now we're finally doing it. Tim, do your impression. Impression, Tim. It sounds like a toaster that does dubstep. (laughs) Skrillex. (laughs) Um, And the the funny thing is, Chris, Chris, uh, he told me to do this one, yet for the whole time he kept thinking. I asked Matt the same question. Go ahead. He kept thinking I was doing. I'm trying to find it in the lot dod. He kept <laughs> thinking right, I was doing did. lot dod. I texted Matt too. So we're doing a lot. Of, I forget who we're doing. And Matt's like, "Watch him." We're like, "Oh yeah." And then I texted Tim. Do you have your information ready for lot dod? And he's like, "No, I have it done for Watt Tambor." <laughs> like that's who I meant. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Come on, Watt Tambor. Now, Watt Tambor, he is uh, he is the green toaster guy, as David mentioned in the uh, the Confederacy. He's one of the uh, one of the guys in episode two around Count Dooku's round table. Um, his official title is he is the foreman of the Techno Union. Foreman, um, like like foreman on a construction site, foreman like that. Well, I I guess they they just decided to use that name. Basically, he he. The Techno Union are is basically a conglomeration of a bunch of different uh, uh, high tech factories that create robots and and new technology, um, mainly mainly for for uh, you know defense purposes. Is this the scene? Because I didn't watch it, obviously, because I didn't <laughs> even know who it was. Is this the scene when Obi Wan is sneaking around using yep. his Jedi power of Force eavesdropping? <laughs> He's, he's using force quiet. <laughs> force force tip to activate now. <laughs> and then it plays all the, the that like violin plucking sound from uh Scooby Doo. Flintstone would bowl. That one cartoon sound effects in character. I would love to see someone animate him sneaking around and eavesdropping on a meeting with <laughs> Consider it done. <laughs> Not by me. But yeah, that's that's during that's during Obi Wan's Force Quiet scene, um, where yeah, where by I guess of the of the official formation of the Confederacy, um, there on Geonosis. So yeah, he's the, he's the foreman of the Techno Union. He is, and as I said, the Techno Union is sort of a large conglomeration of factories and tech industries that are so large that, and so large and so important to the galaxy, they get a representation on the Senate. So they get to vote uh, on, they they probably get to vote on passages that have nothing to do with the techno union. They, you know, should, should water 38 degrees or 39 degrees. And they, they could vote on that. If that's a, if that's a measure that comes up, is this Uh, like, that's all both way too cold. (laughs) George Lucas's uh, condemnation of like politics and corporations getting involved in in lobbying and stuff like that. He's he's pretty he's a pretty liberal dude, isn't he? Yeah, he's a lefty. So is this his way of like big business affecting what goes on in Washington? I think that was that yeah, the whole like trade federation and that kind of stuff and the and the commerce guilds and all that. Or the um, that was just sort of his social commentary in in these movies. But um, he uh, Watt Tambor, he is a he he's not a robot. He is a uh, Skakoan male from the planet Skako. He's the good humor man. and a glazed donut. Go 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 go. Uh, a Skako or Skako, that is what is that, that that is a planet that is known as an ecumenopolis. <laughs> ecumenopolis, manana, <laughs> ecumenus. 
Use that in the and show. I thought at first I thought ecumenopolis was a, was a a made up word, but it it's actually a real word. Uh, that was uh, it basically means like a single city covering an entire planet or moon. Oh wow! Okay, so 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 is a uh, yeah. That's what I was just gonna say. So Coruscant, yeah, is is an ecumenopolis, and so is Skako. Please. So in that in that way, I guess like the Vatican is the like Vatican City uh, ecumenopolis because that is a country, and the whole country is just the vatican that's what i was going to in terms of earth terms yeah <laughs> thank you chris <laughs> that's the first thing that popped in my head the first goddamn thing <laughs> popped my mind that, that, the, my that in the statue it looked like in terms of earth terms yeah that that could be oh yeah that did you see that which by the way <laughs> you, you can't see that statue at night on a saturday in Quakertown, yeah. apparently but somebody wants us to take a photo of it and post it and i didn't I, see that no that's yeah, funny i have to do that we uh, well we tried Last weekend, who, we what, what, church, what church locks its doors? Yeah. This isn't a city where people can just go in and pray <laughs> and light candles and shit. This is a small town. I had some serious confessions to make that weekend. And yeah, we, I actually, we could have broken do guys, in. Do you guys think it's wrong if I brought a lightsaber in with me? Yes. <laughs> do you really? Because I was thinking about doing that. I'm not saying don't. I just said it's wrong. That's all. <laughs> no one there. I'm sure on Wednesday, <laughs> when on Wednesday nights, when when the kids go to CCD and stuff, like they're in class, right? So I can probably get in there. I'm sure you can get in, and the church is probably not being used then. Yeah. What would they say if they saw me put a lightsaber in his hand and taking a photo? They said, "You know that new movie's coming out." They'd excommunicate <laughs> you. They'd do an exorcism. That hasn't happened already. <laughs> Both of those options. The power of Christ compels you to turn off your lightsaber and leave, sir. And that is by that is a Sith lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would have to be an Obi Wan saber, or else the picture yeah. would be meaningless. Yeah, true. You don't have an Obi Wan. You have a red <laughs> and a green. I have a, yeah. You're Go right. do get just get one of those seven dollar ones or whatever they cost now at Target. That flip that'd be even easier. One that extends because then you can sneak it in easier. Yeah, it doesn't oh. have to be the light up. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing this, Dave. Yeah, because I can easily <laughs> Photoshop it as looking like a lightsaber. Oh, hell, Dave could probably do it, too. So, yeah. I think it'd be funny if it was a plastic one that you, that you unfurl. I'm doing this. That, that photo would be better <laughs> if we Photoshopped it into stone so it looks like it's part of the statue. Wow. Oh, my God. There and then go. just go straight to hell. What? Oh, it, a lightsaber? Come on. We're just saying thou shalt not give statue lightsaber. <laughs> That's a, good, that's a hard argument to, to follow up on, Dave. I had to admit. The page, in, right? De- in Deuteronomy chapter 5. <laughs> in Genesis 15, that Phil Collins? I don't think so. Man <laughs> shall not lie with lightsaber. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's coming. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm scrolling through pictures on Facebook of Watt Tambor, and there's like a side-by-side shot of him and Darth Vader with Darth Vader going, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Uh, go on, Tim. Sorry. All right. Now, Watt, he was a uh, rarity among his race. I just caught that thing that Matt said. It took me a second. Now that you... I just thought because he didn't know what he, what he was saying, <laughs> but his name is Watt. Yeah. <laughs> I just caught that. Holy shit. <laughs> it took me a second, too. I didn't get to it until Chris got. I, I'm slower than Chris. Oh, man. Don't ever say that out loud. <laughs> Oh my God! So he he was he was a rarity among his among his peoples. Um, his his people they had a they had a a uh, very specific environment that uh, prevented them from from leaving the planet without having some sort of breathing apparatus. So for the most part, people stayed on their planet and they didn't leave because it was just too much of a pain in the ass. That's a Quaker town. Sounds like Qmart. <laughs> yeah. Quaker Town, it's fresher there. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> so he created this sort of. Can <laughs> you okay? Did you fall over? Something just fell. What? Are you all right? Talk to us. So he created this kind, this kind of iron lung type thing that he could put on his body and walk around in. Um. Uh, so that's. And the reason he did that is he didn't want to stay on his planet. He wanted to work in he wanted to work in high tech industry, 
And the only way he was going to succeed in that is if he was leaving the planet. So that's why he developed his, his suit. Um, and uh, he, he went off he, he, and he worked in many roles in different companies, uh, heading companies, starting new startups, moving on, selling that, doing this. Uh, so he, he got a pretty good uh, education working for different factories, basically. And then he started to learn the corporate aspect of it. And that's the most interesting thing about him. I just, ever since you said Iron Lung, I just all in my head is, I am Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> so that's pretty much his, his backstory. Um around the time of episode one is when he starts to get involved in politics. And like this Chris is when chance. <laughs> yeah. I politics. Know. A lot of this shit. I'm like, I pretend when I did my names, I'm like, this is so fucking long. It's so much politics. This is going to be, uh, this is going to be not good for me. The politics <laughs> of tambor. The politics are. It works with everything. Um, <laughs> you sound like the Swedish chef. <laughs> so, around the time of episode one, Chancellor Valorum proposes uh, is when he starts proposing taxation on the the many trade routes within the galaxy, and this is when he starts to get kind of uppity about this shit because that's going to mess with his with his uh techno union in terms of their commerce so this is when he starts to really start thinking about the this whole secession movement with the trade federation and those sort of things um so that's pretty much his beginning his origin story with the confederacy and there's a whole lot of shit like chris had said this is one of those things where I just I was like kept reading and I'm like shit how am I gonna make a damn episode out of this? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it deals with him with like Passler Gen all the all the other heads of the CIS, which are basically all boring stories. So I'm just gonna skip ahead. I know Chris isn't listening because I just got to learn on Facebook that he liked one of my posts. <laughs> Is yeah. that happening? I just liked something he put on Tim's wall. Yes. Why aren't you listening? You're on your phone too. And apparently right I am as well, or else I wouldn't have seen that notice. Keep going, Tim. We're all with you. Trying to catch my I'm listening to Tim. <laughs> um so his his involvement with the with the Confederation, this he was sort of shadowy at first. He wasn't. He wasn't out out in the open with it. So he was sort of doing back, uh, you know, backroom deals and shady transactions, and sort of bringing more uh, more s- other commerce uh, guilds into into the into the fold of the Confederacy. And that's that's pretty dull. So <laughs> eventually, we we get to we get to episode two where we see him and Dooku and they're all sitting around the table. And that was really where the, where the Confederacy started. And there's all sorts of shit. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so amazing that, that people could write books and comics about this guy because he doesn't do anything. He's, he's a, he's an office guy. He's a pencil pusher. He's an appliance. (laughs) Yeah. He's pretty much, he's pretty much an appliance. He doesn't do anything. He was in an episode of, the Clone Wars, and I think they even made a joke in there about how useless he was. Like, there's a part where he's trying to run away, but he doesn't really have legs. <laughs> so he's like, he's like running away, but he's like running away like the speed of a snail. <laughs> um, uh, eventually, as the Clone Wars were ending, the Confederacy's leadership was in question. Count Dooku was dead, and all of the other leaders were pretty inept, and Wat Tambor never really presented himself as a leader. At this time, after Dooku, Newt Gunray was technically the public face of the Confederacy at this time. 
Um, as I said, his story is really boring, so we're going to cut ahead just a little bit more. Keep going. Keep going. To uh, the scene in Revenge of the Sith that he appears in very briefly. He's 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 in that scene where Anakin goes to assassinate them all, and there's a there's a funny picture on um Wikipedia about him, about where it's, it basically shows his death, but his death is actually not shown in the in the movie there's one scene where anakin comes in he's slashing everybody around cuts them all down and then there's that there's it's actually a pretty famous scene it's the scene where anakin turns and basically looks back at the camera yeah as he's about to go in the room and you see watt tambor on the other side of the room at the end of this long uh conference table kind of like doing that sort of shuffle like do i go left or right do i go left or right (laughs) And then it just cuts and goes back to uh, a scene in the, in the Senate. But it's it's kind of a funny scene. And then when it comes back, that's when you see Nuke on right? Like, we were supposed to have peace. <laughs> but by this point, poor, poor Wat Tambor is already dead. So you don't Gone. see him get killed on screen? You don't actually see him get killed. So we don't know. He might actually be alive. You so episode seven, we might see an elderly Wat Tambor. I, I hope so. Walking around. Yeah, I think it would be funny if you know, he kills all those other people with his lightsaber, but to kill Wat Tambor, he unplugs him and throws him in a bathtub. <laughs> he throws one of those one of those cordless uh, can openers at him and just lets it do its work. <laughs> um, he was uh, that. That's pretty much it for his story. He 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 was born. He sucked. He died. <laughs> Uh, and as as much as I say he sucked, his story is his story is boring. There's he does he does nothing but join the Confederacy, builds a bunch of robots that we see. His his company builds a lot of the robots that we see in episodes two and three. That that's where the the techno union come in. Like the um, I think he builds those like those spider droids and stuff you see that the uh, Confederacy uses. And I think that they also built the super battle droids. I might be I might be wrong on some of those. That's actually kind of uh, neat. That, that is actually the neat part of that story. is Because I didn't understand what any of them did. We got bits and pieces, and I still don't know what the most of them do, but that's kind of neat to identify his role in that little group if, to find a silver lining. Chris laughing at me? Yeah. He'll, uh, what are you laughing at, Chris? <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> What is it's a it's a vine or something? <laughs> this guy trying to shovel snow for literally thirty eight seconds and it keeps falling down. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Oh my god, my ass is sweating. Oh, <laughs> Jeez, right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Drew David is cracking up. I'm trying to listen to Watt Tambor. The Watt Tambor. Now, um, it says that that Chris Truswell portrayed. Um, him in in episode two with uh, it, and this is the same guy who did, I guess did the voice of Rune Hako Shumai and San Hill. Um, so this I guess the guy was a voice because everything is computer generated. Um, and on uh, on the Clone Wars, Matthew Wood did his voice, and in one of the video games, Dan Collins uh, did some voice work. Ben Burt actually. In the Sounds of Star Wars book, he talks about the scene in episode two, and he said that Watt Tambor originally had more lines. And I'll play the scene for you real quick. Here it is. This is his one line. The Techno Union Army is at your disposal count. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want someone to take that and get the Kevin Lyle clip and go, the answer is Peter Boreed or Adam Driver. <laughs> the The original idea for Watt Tambor is in the original cut of the film, I guess they toned it down. They toned the comedy down. What the original cut of the film was is he's he's fiddling with those those things on his chest, the the little voice modulators. Because in the original idea was that his voice modulator kept going up and down, so he kept going from like a squeaky voice to like 
a not not a very threatening voice. He wanted to maintain that sort of deep, threatening voice, ominous voice. And the original thing, he had he had longer lines, and it would keep going up like, "We will help you out." And that was the original oh, idea. So I guess someone told George Lucas that that wasn't a very good idea and that maybe they should make it just a little funny. Why does he think he's funny? funny? <laughs> Has he ever done anything funny? That's really hard to believe that anyone told him during the prequels that something's not a good idea because it seems like everyone just ignored what was going on and just let things happen. Um, I think that sound, that sound is cool, though. Yeah, it is. The tuning in is that supposed to be? I mean, maybe I'm just stupid, and this is obvious to everybody else. Right? Is, is his? <laughs> no, there's more. Sorry. Is his language the the weird? Is that his language? And then it's being translated. Like he he's he's actually got a built-in translator that's then saying it in basic. The the official word is that is a combination of basic, binary, and bocce. Bocce. That's awesome. That's so, yeah. That's the that's the so those are the those are the other languages, the computer languages that. Uh, that's cool. Here's you know what C3 this should have done. just yeah. occurred to me, and I wonder if this is a if we want to branch out to something a little off from our usual topic. I wonder if it'd be interesting enough to do an episode, and if the answer is out there to find out why exactly Baru needed a droid to speak spoke bocce yeah. <laughs> well doesn't he explain that doesn't he no, say he says uh because i need something that understands the something of binary the, yeah the binary code evaporators he's like evaporators i prime program binary load lifters they didn't say anything about bocce uh, about about extending about what he needed bocce for i thought that that because he does he ask if it speaks bocce no yeah. he said he said no this is how it, how it started Do you ever watch star wars dave <laughs> uh, he said he said do you speak bocce he's like of course sir i've been fluent in over six million languages i served as a translator he's like i have no need for a translator droid what i really need is a droid that speaks the binary language of evaporators so that's how that sequence went so he never she, elaborated uh, on bocce but i'm i'm taking that yeah that's exactly what i'm thinking i'm taking that as he says, do you speak bocce? And he says, yes. And he starts talking about translators. And he's like, shut up. I don't care about what you can do. I asked you if you speak Oh, I see. Oh, I, okay, I see where you're coming from. See, I took it as, and I might be wrong. I took it as two different qualifications. You're taking it as all one conversation, which you might be right. I'm thinking yeah. it was two different questions. I'm thinking that he's, he mentions that binary and the, the, you know, the water shit because he's explaining to C-3PO why he asked him if he speaks bocce that's what he needs i thought yes, that i got gotcha. you that's no, why she, she, okay that's what they need him for you might be right i think it was two different questions because i don't think uh owen really gave a shit what baru needed he's like <laughs> that's what i was thinking yeah because i i think because he says what i really want to know yeah. is because I she's like <laughs> look look i tell owen to make sure that the, whatever the droid is speaks bocce <laughs> I'm only asking this because my wife wants to know. What I really need is this. I might look that up over the this holiday break. I got a few days and see if uh, if there is a story behind that, if it's worth worth talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it's in however you take it. I wonder what the listeners think. Like, I wonder if there is an official answer if, if you do find that, if you look. Yeah. And I wonder if the listeners are thinking... You know the way you guys are thinking about it, or the way I'm thinking about it, because I always assumed he was explaining why he had asked. Yeah, but, I got you. No, that's funny. That's that's weird that we took two completely different yeah. interpretations on that. It's that the it's bag. the complex uh, portrayal of Phil Brown. That's what it is. <laughs> I would love to search this, but I don't know how the hell you spell bocce. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, Chris and I've never met any. Well, we we've met. Matthew Wood, uh, but we did. We do have an autograph. We did meet the guy who uh, was the concept artist for um, for Watt Tambor. His name is Michael Murnane. We met him at Celebration Three, and he did sign our episodes two and three poster. His name is General think- Electric. GE <laughs> <laughs> for sure. His 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 signature is really easy to identify in a poster because I think he drew like a, a sketch of like an angry face or something on it. <laughs> So. Did you? 
Look at these people, man. They pissed me off with your poster. Why? why? You did, all you did was ask him to sign his name. You didn't ask him to draw an angry face. What's wrong with that? All right, well, I don't care what he draws. Why don't you care? As long as he draws his name. Yeah, as long as he, as long as he signs the poster. At that him. moment when you're paying him to sign that, he's your employee. He, was he signed for free. He was free. He was free. Still. <laughs> you know, he, it's, it's if he's going to draw, what is, is the angry face something from Star Wars? I think it's just his thing. It's just an angry face. His little logo thing. So if he's yeah. going to draw a little what? Tambor. That's one thing. That's Star Wars. Yeah. Don't go up there. What if he had drawn SpongeBob on your poster? Would you be pissed? <laughs> uh, probably a little bit, yeah. So why are you just about an angry face? Because maybe. It's when I sign my Christmas card, when I get to Dave's, I'm going to put a little face with a tongue sticking if was, out. If it was something completely offensive, like, uh, like on Derek's Ghostbusters oh, thing, yeah. where. Where uh, Ron Jeremy drew a pair of tits on oh, the wow. Ghostbuster logo. That's a Ghostbuster album signed by a bunch of cast members. Ron Jeremy signed his name and drew a pair of tits on it. What a dick! Come on, that's what he got. Yeah. I would be pissed then. Like if, like if, if Michael Renane drew like a gigantic penis coming out of um, Anakin's pants, I'd be pissed. But it was just like a little angry face. Don't yeah. be angry over angry face, Dave. I don't like it. It, it. it could have been worse. I don't like it. It could have been worse. Tim's <laughs> right. It could have been worse. No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been Tim getting Joey Fatone's autograph and him drawing on the hood of his car in a Sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Not Tim's car. Yeah, Tim walked Joey away. I was like, hey, it's your car, buddy. Yeah. Um, the last thing I have. Well, actually, two things. Uh, there was a there was an action figure made for this figure for this figure, action figure made for this character. It's actually I think it's a cool looking figure. I think he's I think he's a well designed character. And I think actually, in terms of some of these characters that were designed for the prequels, I think he would also fit into the rest of the saga. I think he would fit perfectly into uh, the original trilogy in terms of his design personally. Looking at looking at how things are designed for episode seven, I think he would fit in perfectly. I think I think he was a well designed character. I just wish he didn't suck so bad. I can see that he looks really like a classic vintage robotic um, character from the original trilogy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just I just wish that he had a. a be, I just wish he was a better character. Uh, unfortunately, he's not. But. Uh, ben Burt listed Watt Tambor as his favorite Star Wars robot. That is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just had when, to say uh, for, for, for a lot of people don't know this, but I think it was our first Christmas special. Yes. When I did the uh, Poggle the Lesser Sings uh, um, Auld Lang Syne, I did... Put, uh, I did record a, a version of Watt Tambor singing it, uh, but I I I, it came, I think I sent it to Matt like a couple days before he needed to put yeah. it out, which is my, my case. And so the Watt Tambor stuff never made it into that song, but that was the original idea that it was going to be the two of them singing it. That's not the Watt Tambor things. That's not in the release. However, if you were to go to YouTube and look up the Star Wars in Character Christmas uh, Spectacular one year later documentary, a good portion of that is featured in there because I do explain how that was the original idea and we just didn't get it done and then play a clip to show what it was going to be like. So it oh, is I out there if someone that. wants to listen to it. What could have been. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, in terms of uh, Watt Tambor, I know that most of you have been waiting 160 some odd episodes for this, but <laughs> there you have it. Short, sweet, and kind of neat. It's like a toaster strudel. <laughs> this thing looks like I'm looking at it now. It looks like Gumby. Like the head. It looks like a combination of Gumby and, <laughs> and Bane. Bane? Yeah. I can see that. <clears throat> Tim, excellent job on a shitty character. <laughs> I want to hear why Tambor sexually making toast. Oh my god. I want to hear your sound effect. How do you sexually make toast? Oh, we all. How do you, now you you tell me how a normal person in the world sexually makes toast? First of all, you got to put butter on yourself and on the toast. Okay. 
<laughs> Tim's like taking notes. And you got all right. Second of all, and rather than, than use a knife, you put it on your penis. Oh, jeez. Can I fuck it? <laughs> I, no, it's a toaster. Oh, so we, we so I can't fuck it. You want to come over and fuck my toaster? Don't mind if I do do. And there you go. That's, that's, that's how it's done. And scene. <laughs> Matt, do you got any um, feedback? It's not involving toasters? No, it all involves toasters. It's Shit. really weird. I don't know why. No, we got some. Let's see. This was from... This is a... This one's from Derek, and he said, I met someone, and the message says, holy crap, guys. So the other day at work, I had to bring in an outside guy for a special project. This guy was seriously a combo of all four of y'all. Imagine Matt's love of running, Dave's no bullshit, but would believe in a tree octopus, uh, lives in Tim's neck of the woods, Nashville, and Chris's raunchy humor times Dave humor plus Tim's stories and Matt's snappy comebacks. Just had to share... All the way to the Betty White tree flowers. Wow, that's, that was a tough sentence to read. Derek, well, that was an interesting. That's probably the most fascinating email I think I've read yet. Did the person have a black tooth? Yes, that would be. That would just, that would just make it all complete. Yeah. What if he's What if he's got a He's got a little bit of each of our DNA in him. Oh, wait. How do you mean? You know, like 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 from from toilet seats. <laughs> Yeah, toilet seats. Cubic hairs. <laughs> uh, that's it's like Serpentor, but us. That's actually it's the G.I. Joe. Sorry. That's actually the latest on the emails. We kind of caught up on all the emails, and I didn't prepare ahead by pulling other clips. So I'm just going to go right into the Patreon supporter of the week. Yay. And it's appropriate because we just came off a fantastic special that was all due to Patreon supporters like. The one of this episode, Eric Doss. So, Eric, thank you for your support. If you don't know the show we're talking about, I am talking about the live call-in show we had just done just a few weeks ago from the release of this. It went off pretty flawlessly, and I had a great time. I think everyone that participated had a great time, and it would not have been possible possible without supporters like Eric Doss and everybody else that supports us on Patreon. If you want to learn how you can help support us and help the show grow and make more specials like that possible, all the information is at patreon.com slash neozaz. It has been... Uh, I've been toting how much it helps the show and finally have something to show exactly what we're able to do with that money. So we're it's just all going to be growth from here on out now and can't thank everyone's support that supports us enough for the support they've been giving us and being able to grow as much as we have this year. We've grown so much in 2015. It's almost hard to kind of quantify exactly how much we've grown. I do want to do kind of a end of the year wrap up and it's actually going to be a little overwhelming to actually show how much we've come from January to December. So thank you again to Eric and to everyone else that support us that has is supporting us on Patreon. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Eric. I can't believe you let both of those things go. Did you hear what he just said? What? Talking about how much we've grown. I did oh, hear. Geez. And then he said how far we've come or something like that. Why do you got to ruin it, Dave? Yeah, Dave. I'm not You're ruining disgusting. anything. You're so foul. I, I hate sitting next to you. I only bring this up because I'm adding on to Matt's uh, uh, analysis of us. You let those things go. I think you're maturing. No. And the one thing that Chris really didn't comment on is when Matt said milk, milk, lemonade around the corner. Fudge is made. <laughs> That's you true. That. that went right over your head. <laughs> missed that. It's He's just- like, what corner? I don't even drink milk. I'm lactose intolerant. I like lemonade. Fudge is made. I think you're, I think you're growing and no, evolving. It's just, it's just late. That's what. It's not that late. That's late. You're evolving, Chris. No, never. Never? Never. What do you mean? I'm never going to grow up. You don't think you've changed since we started recording this show? No. <laughs> You're a little lighter. You quit drinking soda during this I year. Did. I, did, I did. I did lose some weight, but I didn't. I don't mean that way. I, I didn't lose any kind of pervert, pervertism. Perver- what? <laughs> pervertism. Google it. It's man. a new word. Also not a word. Moistener. <laughs> Moistener. Moistener. Moistener pervertisms. That's right. Look it up. Google it. All over my body. I am going to Google it. Right now, we're gonna see what happens. Pervertisms? Yep. Pervertisms. That was an S or a Z. No. <laughs> Pervertism. That wow. This never happens. 
Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Your search for persatasms did not match any documents. Looking at it. I'm going to use Bing. <laughs> uh, Bing will take you to the local pizzeria. We use Alta Vista. True. <laughs> Ask Jeeves. Ask Siri what pervertisms mean. This is Star Wars artist Kevin Lyle from NorseLegion.com, a wretched hive of scum and Star Wars jewelry. Are you ready, Chris? I'm ready. Are we ready, Dave? Is it time for trivia? It's time for the Lyle file, if that's what you're talking about. Do it, Tim. Lyle file. Have you ever watched an episode of the next files, Tim? Uh, no. And if I did, wouldn't tell. Every single episode of the X Files is on Netflix getting ready for For the the new six episode series. Yeah. Do that? Maybe I'll start watching it. Oh, shut up. But I won't tell you. (laughs) What happened with Kevin Lyle? This is the guy, Matt Matt made, made it a, an allusion to this when he was up. This is Kevin Lally. He's helping out with our show. You guys have met him. You know, he's associated with us. Right. Who's he associated with now? Someone almost as good as us. Who's that? Jonathan Jacob Abrams. Is that his name? I have no idea. Oh. John Jake. John Jacob <laughs> Abrams. <Abrenheimer> <laughs> That's not his name at all. So yeah, Kevin Lyle was just hobnobbing with J.J. Abrams, and yeah. and what's he doing talking to us? That was actually the opposite. J.J. was like, "Oh, you got you know the Swick guys." <laughs> yeah, right. There was no audio. But can I, I have? Can I be on the episode when you do the camel guy from that promo I shot? <laughs> <laughs> I said no. No guests. Yeah. No, we turned him right down. That's right. The scores are like this: Tim in last with eight. Oh, he's the ass. Oh, we're what? back to the human centipede. Back to that. Right. Then Chris with nine, right behind him on his ass. Then Matt with ten on my ass, mm-hmm. and I have twelve. You're in the, you're up front. Someone <laughs> had potatoes. Somebody <laughs> had potatoes. Somebody's eating potatoes. Come on, <laughs> two now. These are getting tough. The questions? Yeah, yeah. Lyle's not messing around. Yeah. All right, but you're first, Chris. Mine's the hardest. All right, what do we got here? Number 72. 72, I'm about to spew. Sniff some glue. Now I want to sniff some glue. Ramones, best of fives. <laughs> Check it out on Nia's app. Oh, I got to turn this back up. I had it turned down for the show. Hold on. Easy, please. I'll do my best. By the, by the way, uh-huh. just mentioned the Ramones best of fives. To answer your question from that, that show, yes, I... Did go and make grave rubbings of Nancy Spungen's grave and sell them on eBay. Oh, I was impressed. Mainly until... to people in Europe. Wow. Mainly to people in Europe. I, I made I made a few hundred bucks on those. Wow. Yeah. It was very it was very poor. Okay. Well, I, I knew that's a good reason. I knew that story was true. I remember you doing that. But did yeah. you hear the story that Matt told? Isn't that an awesome story? Oh yeah. The um, I, I forget the song. What what was the song? I don't want to live this life day? anymore. Yeah, Didi Ramon wrote it as kind of the last-minute perspective from Sid Vicious, sort of, kind of. Poor Sid. Right. (laughs) Okay, seventy-two. Nancy, I agree. R two and C three PO split up on Tatooine in A New Hope. What does three PO call R two after saying, "You'll be malfunctioning within a day"? You played again, Matt. Yep. When R2 and C3PO split up on Tatooine in A New Hope, what does 3PO call R2 after saying, you'll be malfunctioning within a day? That's a good question once again. Douche magoosh. Douche canoe. Oh my god. Be malfunctioning within a day, my little babu. You'll be malfunctioning in a day, douche canoe. Something fucking. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know what the something part is. Chum bucket. <laughs> Chuck bucket. Oh, man. Kevin Lyle. Love you. I love you. Kevin Lyle and your impossible yeah, files. It's, it's something bucket. And I just, I don't know what the something part is. You son of a motherless goat. Bucket. Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, father was a hamster, and your mother smelt of 
elderberries. Shit in my head, the scene. You can hear words when you see shit in your head. I do. Oh, oops! I'm both buckets. <laughs> that ain't it. Is that your answer? If I if the word bucket in, do I get half point? No. You have to say what he says. You and your half and whole and what half half whole? <laughs> extra and close enough. Matt, I don't know. Something bucket is, is what I'm saying. All right. There's the answer. God damn it. <laughs> I forgot I to check these. Apparently, I forgot to check this board. Hold on. Sorry. Behind me for a second. What'd you say? Look behind me for a second. <laughs> That's funny. The answer is you nearsighted scrap pile. Oh, no bucket. Right off. Yes. Zero buckets in there. Zero buckets. Yeah. Shit. Good question, Kevin. All right. That means you're stuck at nine, and it is my turn. Damn it. All right. You got 75. 75. Number five and nine. <laughs> All right. Here we okay. go. Okay. Rhyme five with five. Thank Who you. represented the Trade Federation in the Republic Senate? <sighs> Christ. I should have been listening to what Tim was talking about earlier. Rather be on your phone liking shit. The Trade Federation was the the Nemoidians. So I'll just say Newt Gunray. Alright. The answer is? The answer is Lot Dodd. Shit. That's funny considering Chris well, yeah. thought that's who we were going <laughs> to talk about today. Lot Dodd. I wish I had that question. I knew that answer. I was like, damn it. Awesome. Which one is Lot Dodd? Is that what time? He's the one that goes, this is incredible. Is he a Nemoidian? Yeah. Okay. So at least I was on the right track. I, th- I think that I think that's him. This is incredible. See that that has to be Lucas and and his liberalism because isn't there there was like a senator like an old timey very conservative senator was it like Trent Lott? Yeah, th- I agree. Do you think he's Do you think he's named after that? Sure, probably maybe. All right, I'll shut up. <laughs> sounds, sounds incredible. <laughs> Man, it's your turn. All right, number 62. 62. 62. 62. Okay, 62. What was Darth Maul's first sentence spoken in The Phantom Menace? Uh, uh, what was that? <laughs> Look at my pee-pee. I only it's know not, one of his... Bad. I only know one of his lines, and we paradised it in a cut scene from the one Christmas special. At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. No, it's not. That's not it either. At last, we will. Because the joke was, at last, we'll. At last, I'll taste a fresh baked cookie. At last, I'll finally taste a snickerdoodle. That was the joke we did. At last, we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, you know what? I'm just gonna stick with that and hope that's the period after it. And there's no other line. I don't know. I'm not, basically I'm saying I don't know, and I'm just going to go with at last we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi. The answer is Tatooine is sparsely populated. Okay, not not Tatooine that is sparsely populated. Yeah, I don't even remember him even saying that. And look at my pee pee, <laughs> double bladed pee pee, double bladed. My pubes are sparsely populated. You bang two girls at once, Dave. <laughs> Why are you say Dave and look at me? <laughs> you were nodding. I'm staring at you. Like I often do during these. At the things you say. <laughs> Alright, it's Tim's turn. Nobody Did got no one, one right, right yet? Oh no my one. god. This will be like the third out of four shows where we've got none right if Tim doesn't come through. And there's no pressure, Tim. Wait, if Tim gets this right, he's tied with me? He's tied with you. Shit. Alright, 55. So here we go. I gotta load that board Hold on 55 55 Here we go What household item Was used to simulate snow For special effect shots On Hoth What household item Was used to simulate snow Um Freezer frost I know a lot of places Used detergent Here he goes like laundry, laundry, not laundry or, or a dishwasher detergent. They use the powder detergent or snow. I'm going to say powder detergent. All right, powder detergent. 
answer for the fabric. The answer is baking soda. Yeah. Damn. Wash so. clothes with baking soda. <laughs> we all get it wrong. We are 0 for 4. This Shit. is terrible. And we still have another set of questions to come from Kevin. And he's been making them harder every set. So we're going to like, we might as well just lock in the scores now. Cause I think the next 25 set, we're not going to get any right. The next, next set of questions. What is the 343rd letter in the script for star Wars? You got a one in 26 shot, which is a better shot than some of these questions. E, e always it was E with an umlaut. <laughs> <laughs> you don't put umlauts over E's. All right. Well, Tim it's, is it's uh, space. They do still in last with eight. Then Chris with nine, then Matt with ten, and I have twelve. Jesus Christ. How many how many episodes in are we now on this on this round? We're like this is one sixty seven or eight. So I I I'm, I'm one, at below fifty percent. One six seven. Well, thanks for listening to us discuss <laughs> Watt Tambor. Join us Ooh. next time. We discuss the the answer act. is Adam Driver. Shit. <laughs> yeah. The act man. What? Act man. What? Act man. The what? Tambor. Act Before <laughs> you say or more, I'm smiling. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information. Thank you.